Why, hello there! Audioverse welcomes you to Storytime Adventures. I'm Miss Michelle, and I invite you to travel with us through stories that teach important lessons along the way. Meet Seifer, our traveling book companion, and other adventuring young friends while we journey into stories that teach the importance of forming good habits and making wise choices while we're young. So sit back, make yourself comfortable, and join us as we travel through each storytime adventure. Hi, Miss Michelle. Why, hello there, Elyon. How exciting that you could come visit me at Storybook Manor. Thanks. I can't wait to see which new room we're going to visit today. The reflection room in the last episode was amazing. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Today's room is quite special, too. I can't wait to show you. It's this way. Come along. So, we just have to walk down this spiral staircase and we'll be there. Cool staircase! Are we going down to your basement? No, just about halfway. Okay, here we are. Oh, is it this doorway? Yes, go ahead and open it. Oh, wow! What an interesting room! It's shaped like a long rectangle. And whoa! There's a moving walkway! And look at that huge plaque on the wall at the end. Can we go read what it says? Yes. Step on the moving walkway and it will take us straight to the end. It stopped on its own. Let's see. The plaque says... Honesty is the first chapter in the Book of Wisdom. Thomas Jefferson. Oh, wait, I know him. Wasn't he the third president of the United States? That he was. Can you read the plaque that's right underneath that one, too? Sure. Honesty is the best policy. Ben Franklin. Oh, I think he's the one that flew the kite with the key on it during the thunderstorm. You do know your history figures. He was another very honest man. And if you turn this handle, you'll discover something else. You mean turn this handle like this? Whoa! The wall is opening up on both sides. Wow, look at all these pictures. Who are they? And what is this room? I call this my Hall of Honesty. You've heard of the Hall of Fame, right? Where they honor outstanding Americans? Well, this hall room is a tribute to outstanding people known for being honest, as well as those known for being notoriously dishonest. Come take a look at the Wall of Honesty. Do you recognize anybody? There's Thomas Jefferson and Ben Franklin. I also see Abraham Lincoln. And is that the Prophet Samuel? Yes, it is. And that man looks like David in the Bible. And is that man Zacchaeus? But wasn't Zacchaeus actually dishonest? He was at first. But after Jesus changed his life, he actually became very honest, which is why he made it on this wall. In fact, all of the people you named were known for their honesty. 
What about the other side of the wall? On this side, we have people on these walls who are infamous for lying, and actually all of them had some pretty serious consequences for not being truthful. We have Ananias and Sapphira right over here from the Bible. They lied to the Holy Spirit and ended up being struck dead. Then here's Achan. He stole from the city of Jericho when God specifically told the Israelites not to take anything from the city. Soldiers died as a result of his dishonesty, and eventually Achan's sin was discovered and he was stoned. And then there's greedy Gehazi, who lied to Naaman that a couple sons of the prophets had come to Elisha and that they would need some money and garments. This was right after Elisha just told Naaman that he would receive nothing because the miracle of healing had come from God. Gehazi was struck with leprosy as a result of his dishonesty, and it clung to him and his descendants forever. Those are some very serious consequences, Miss Michelle. I think your story today has something to do with honesty, right? You guessed it. There's C for now, waiting and ready to take us on our adventure. Elian, are you ready? Ready. Are you ready too, listening friends? Today's story is called The Growing Lie. I am so bored. Jimmy complained to his little sister, Jessica. He was holding his soccer ball in his hand. He had just come in from playing by himself outside and was wondering what he should do next. Jessica was relaxing on the rocking chair, also wondering what she should do. Dad was outside in the tool shed working on a project and mom had gone grocery shopping. Bored too. There's nothing to do, sighed Jessica. She thought long and hard, trying to come up with some ideas that would relieve their boredom. I know, she said, jumping up. Let's go pick some wild blackberries. I saw a ton of them growing on the bushes by the side of the road. They looked really sweet. Jimmy thought about it. Nah, wild blackberries have too many seeds that get all stuck in your teeth. Okay, well, how about going out and swinging on the swing? We can twist each other up on the swing and see who gets the dizziest. Jimmy shook his head. I don't feel like twisting. Besides, we did that yesterday. Jessica rolled her eyes. Okay, then how about we go down to the lake and skip some rocks? Skipping rocks gets boring after a while, Jimmy said. Jessica became irritated and impatient. Oh, come on. You don't want to do anything. So lazy. All you want to do is sit there and hug that soccer ball. What? That's ridiculous. Jim stared at his sister and had an idea. But I'll tell you something. I bet I can dribble this ball right past you. Jimmy was one of the best players on the soccer team, and he was a good dribbler. But so was Jessica. She loved soccer, too, and always practiced hard. She turned towards him, eyeing the ball, and crouched. Yeah? Hmm. Let's see you try. Completely forgetting about the house rule, that they were not allowed to play ball in the house, Jimmy moved the ball with his right foot, 
then with his left, trying to trick Jessica out of position. Then, quick as a flash, he gave the ball a sharp kick with his right. It almost worked, but Jessica was fast too. She reached out with her knee and blocked the ball, which bounced against the bookshelf, against a chair, against a footstool, and then into Mom's favorite lamp. The ball knocked the lamp over, and it came crashing down onto the floor, breaking in pieces. The noise of the breaking lamp sounded louder than thunder to Jimmy and Jessica. Oh, no! Jessica screamed. Mom's favorite lamp is broken in a million pieces. Jimmy turned white. Jess, why did you block the ball? It's your fault you made it hit the lamp. Jessica glared at Jimmy. I wouldn't have needed to block it if it wasn't your idea to kick it in the first place. Jimmy was about to respond with another excuse when they heard a car pull up. Mom was home from the store. Quick, Jimmy, hide the soccer ball. You know one of the house rules is no playing ball in the house. We are in so much trouble. Oh boy, it is not looking good for Jimmy and Jessica right now. What is mom going to say? Well, we'll find out after this short break. Hi parents, grandparents, and any adults listening in. We hope that you and the kids are enjoying Storytime Adventures. This series is brought to you by Audioverse, an online ministry providing inspirational, Bible-based, Christ-centered, life-changing media for the whole family. Before we hear the rest of today's story, we want to be sure to let you know that Audioverse has lots of great content to feed your soul, too. From powerful sermons and insightful seminars to audiobooks, audio Bibles, and much more, there is a blessing for everyone. The best part of all? All this content is completely free. Just visit audioverse.org or download our free mobile app today. Happy listening, and now let's get back to Miss Michelle for the rest of the story. Mom opened the front door and saw her favorite lamp broken on the floor. She gasped. My lamp! My best lamp! What happened? She asked, looking into her children's eyes. Tell me what happened. Jimmy and Jessica looked at Mother, then at the lamp, then at each other. Mom, we're so sorry. Uh... We accidentally left the front door open, and one of those birds from our bird feeder flew into the house. Yes, it was a, a big black bird that had some really long claws with orange tips on its wings. Yeah, and it had red around its beak. It was flying around so hectically because it must have felt trapped and scared. It even started diving at us. I've never seen such a big bird like that before. I was scared to death. Me too. We tried to chase it back out, but it was going crazy. Yeah, it was. It flew all over the room, hitting the bookcase and then the wall. And then, before we could chase it out, it knocked over your lamp. Mom stared at her lamp sadly with a pained expression 
and then slowly looked back at her children's faces. Just then, Dad walked in. He took one look at the lamp and looked at the children with raised eyebrows. Jimmy and Jessica launched back into their story, telling Dad all about the big bird that had flown into the window and broken the lamp. But it was getting harder and harder to get the story right the second time around. They couldn't quite remember how they had told it in the first place. Wait, wait, wait. You guys have me really confused. Was it a black bird with orange wingtips and red around the beak? Or was it an orange bird with black wingtips and red around the beak? Or was it a white bird with black spots like that soccer ball behind my chair? Jimmy and Jessica looked at each other, then at Dad, then at Mom, who was looking at them very, very sadly. You know, Mom began, I'm not so worried about the lamp. We can always get another lamp, or we can glue this one back together. What I am sad about is the thought that maybe, just maybe, my children whom I've always trusted aren't telling me the truth. And trust isn't something you can put back together again. Both Jimmy and Jessica began to talk at once. It wasn't a bird. It was the soccer ball. And it was all my fault. It was just as much my fault as it was yours. We were so bored. We did something that you told us not to do. We started kicking the ball around and knocked your lamp over. And then we got scared when we heard your car pull up. And before we knew it, we were telling a lie. And then the lie just kept getting bigger and bigger. It really got out of control. We're really sorry, Mom and Dad. Yeah, we're really, really sorry. We promise not to lie again. Well, I think you two learned a pretty important lesson today. Come here, both of you. I want to show you a verse in the Bible that talks about being truthful. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22 says, The Lord detests lying lips, but He delights in people who are trustworthy. To detest something is to hate it. It's a strong word, but that's how much the Lord hates lying lips. But it also says that He delights in those in whom He can trust. Those who tell the truth bring Him delight and joy. I pray that I can always have children who delight the Lord with their truthful tongues. Just then, the phone rang loudly. It was Grandma inviting the family to come over for lunch. Hi, Mom. Oh, everything is just fine here. How is everything with you? But Mom... Jessica protested after Mom hung up the phone. You told Granny that everything is fine here, and that isn't really the truth. Mom smiled. Oh, but it is. We've got two fine children who have just learned a very important lesson about telling the truth. And what could be finer than that? Mom hugged her children. Now let's help Dad glue the lamp back together. Jimmy and Jessica squeezed their kind parents and made a decision in their hearts that they would never, ever lie again.
Jessica and Jimmy sure learned why they need to tell the truth from the very beginning. When they started lying, one lie led to another until there was a tangled mess of lies. Yes, so that's the thing about lying. We oftentimes need to keep telling other lies to cover up the first one. And then we have to keep track of what we told who so that our lies don't get exposed. And soon we find ourselves entangled in a web of lies. You know, even if it's hard at first, it really is a lot easier to just tell the truth from the beginning. I think that's why Solomon wrote this verse in Proverbs 28.30. Can you read that for us, Elian? Sure. It says, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. God tells us very clearly that it never works to cover up our sins with lies. Eventually, the truth always has a way of coming out. David understood this fact very well. That's why I love the verse so much that he wrote in Psalm 120, verse 2. In fact, I took his words and composed a scripture song for us to learn today. So let's head over to the studio to learn it. song, Miss Michelle. I had fun on today's adventure. It was fun having you, Elian. And thank you, listening friends, for joining us as well. I'll see you again soon on our next Storytime Adventure. Adventure.